Welcome to Moray's podcast series, Speaking of Transformation, where we discuss the leading trends and innovations that are reshaping the way legal work is done. Today's episode features Moray's Varun Srikumar speaking with Raj Korya, who shares about his career choice and experiences as an independent, on-demand lawyer in the sports and media industry. Raj, very delighted to have you join us today. Varun, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. So Raj, you started your legal career in the year 2000. You worked for a, um, a London-based law firm for a number of years. You then moved to Switzerland, where you had uh, a great stint with um, an international governing body for football. Since 2010, you've worked across a number of major sporting events, including the Olympics, all household names, essentially Olympics, the, the Winter Olympics, various sales activities on media rights. Uh, and then I think over the last 10 years or so, you've you kind of moved out of an in-house corporate role and established yourself as, a, as an independent legal consultant advisor to a number of organizations, again, specifically in the sports, sports field in that space. So this has been an amazing uh, career trajectory, and I'm guessing for you, for your career development, for your personal development, and some I think that many out there would dream to own in their own expertise and area of field. Now, how was your, your career journey here to the switch to being an independent consultant? And what was that journey that you had to go through to get to the current stage you are here right now? Yeah, um, uh, thank you, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good um, kind of nutshell of my description of my career. Um, the first thing I'll say is that um, the law firm environment was never quite right for me. Um, so I, I went in-house quite early on as a two-year qualified lawyer. And um, that, <clears throat> that sent me down a specific uh, career path. And I was, I was in-house for eight years before I made the switch to becoming a consultant. And it was, I'd say it was partly by design, partly by accident that it happened. You know, I'd had, I mean, I was working at FIFA uh, for, for six years in their commercial legal team. And I was approached by an organization which was relatively new at the time. And they, it was, it was a law firm, but it was set up specifically for consultants. Um, and they had a sports lawyer on their books, a very senior, very well-respected sports lawyer who wanted someone uh, more junior, at a more junior level or a medium level to come in and help him with his, um, his kind of sports practice, his portfolio of clients. So very like a standard, it was almost like a law firm setup, but within this kind of consultancy model. And that seemed quite interesting to me. Um, but in the I t- turned them down because uh, I, I got an opportunity to work to move to Geneva. I was, I was living in Switzerland already at the time, moved to Geneva and work on the Olympics, which was uh, having worked on the World Cup for six years. I couldn't really turn that down, the opportunity to work in the Olympics. But after a year and a half or so, Geneva, I realized Geneva wasn't really for me. So I wanted to come back to London. I'd been away from home for quite a while. And I remembered this organization, um, Halbury was called, and so I got, I remained in touch with them and we had a conversation and the opportunity was still there. Uh, but this time I could bring a client with me. So my, my employer in Geneva wanted me to continue on that project, were open uh, to me doing it on a consultancy basis, uh, working remotely from London, for which I'm extremely grateful to them because that really helped me make that step. And so we hashed out an agreement with them about how much I would work, fees and so on. And then I, I moved across London at, at around the time of the 2012 Olympics. Uh, and that's when, and really I thought I was coming to join 
this other sports lawyer and kind of build a practice, which is not really, it's not so far removed from a law firm, but it was a bit more flexible. And I like, I like that kind of flexibility aspect of it. Um, and then two weeks after I came to London, he announced that he was leaving and taking his client base with him, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, a little bit of a surprise. Um, and so I thought to myself, well, okay, I'm here. I've got my one client. Um, and that was kind of guaranteed for at least four years, certainly for the first two years of which I'm taking up pretty much 60% of my time. So I had no concerns about income, you know, and I could cover my expenses. And so I thought, let's give this a go and see what happens. And that was uh, summer 2012. And here I am almost 10 years later, still uh, now having kind of organically grown a client base, um, become moved independent of Halebury, um, which was, it was very nice. They kind of uh, umbrella and they kind of did my IT infrastructure and they paid insurance, they did my invoicing, which was great. Um, but actually I realized that I can do all that by myself. So I ended up becoming fully independent. Um, and it was a very amicable split with them because in terms of their business model as a TNT kind of organization, I was very much an outlier. So mm-hmm. their clients didn't really need me and my clients didn't really need them. So it's very amicable split when that happened. You know, I think over the last uh, 10, 12, maybe you know, up to 15 years, there's been a general proliferation of senior lawyers moving into that independent career path, which is more a lifestyle choice as well for some, but increasingly predominant amongst a lot of mid-level lawyers and professionals. From your perspective, it was, um, it was the opportunity, was it, because you had that relationship with a particular client to say, hey, this is something I could kind of give it a go and see what happens. Whereas now I think clients themselves are slightly changing their approach to who they need to work with, um, whether they've got the option to work with their traditional law firms, panel firms, other organizations as well, or they could actually go to independent experts, individuals to kind of help with some of these specific projects moving forward. And I guess one thing I want to kind of get your inputs was nature of working independently is, as opposed to being attached to a corporate, what should some of the new individuals making that switch need to kind of keep in mind? Are there any kind of you had in your mind that actually, you know, think about these things that'll kind of help you make that right type of decision as you kind of go through the journey? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'd love to speak to myself of 10 years ago and you know, say, actually think about these things because it was quite, it's been quite a, quite an interesting journey. I mean, I mean, I'd say, you know, clients are definitely far more open to it now and particularly the pandemic has, has accelerated that. Um, I think a lot of clients I found put, you know, um, hiring on, on freeze and wanted to look at using consultants more and found that that was, uh, that worked very well for them. And I think that will, inevitably mean there's going to be more work for consultants. Um, I mean, I'd say, think about your offering, think about uh, how you're positioning yourself within the market. Um, because from, from my experience, you know, I was never going to be kind of a rival to any of the, the law firms, the London law firms, any of the London sports law practices. Because um, I, you know, that's, um, I don't, it's only me. I don't have like a, a backup of associates and and trainees. I don't have various different departments who can offer different uh, advice on different areas of law. So, you know, I recognizing that for me, I, I saw that actually clients are going to come to me for a, a, for a different, to fulfill a different need to, uh, to where, when they will go to a regular law firm. Um, 
and really like so I kind of at an early stage I, I positioned myself um using my in-house experience position myself as kind of an in-house counsel but externally based and so clients you know so, some of my clients didn't have anyone perhaps they're, they're an international organization have a london office that doesn't have a london lawyer internally so they needed someone on an ad hoc basis and, and i could provide kind of fulfill that role other clients um a, a classic situation of a client who um during the pandemic, the sports competition changes had to be made because, you know, which were enforced by the pandemic. And suddenly they had a lot of contracts which needed amending. And they've got a very capable, very experienced in-house legal team. But, you know, they, they already had, you know, a full quota of work. And they, and they didn't really want to hire anyone extra to do those amendments because, you know, it's, it's a one-off project that's going to last a few months. So they got me on board um, and that was, that was perfect for them. You know, I was there for a few months. I did that project. In the end, another project came along, which I could help them on. And then, you know, we've parted ways since then. That was, you know, I offer very, some, something very different to law firms. And I think that's, you know, it's important to think about what you offer and what you don't offer as well. And so you can position yourself. The dynamics of working independently are very different, and the experience that clients receive is very different from working with a you know independent expert as opposed to going to a law firm. And it's also about building up credibility with clients. What do clients look out for specifically as opposed to going with a law firm? Because they could at some point choose to say, actually, this this piece of work, as you just rightly said, could be done from a law firm, but it could also be done from an independent consultant. Are there things that clients look out for specifically in that? aspect to kind of make their next decision i think so i mean i think um flexibility is key um and flexibility in how i work but also flexibility in, in fees um and how i can charge them so you know my clients I, I there's no two clients who i charge in the same way someone you know a retainer someone um, a project-based fee someone a fee per contract etc and and it's always, you know, there's always a discussion to be had. And for me, being myself, it's far easier. Like, it's very easy to have that conversation because there's no one else I need to explain this to. You know, I can make that decision um, on, on the fly, as it were, with clients. And that, that's particularly important. I think when they're looking at, like, uh, I, I go back to this example that I gave earlier. The clients are looking for, my clients are looking for someone who can come in very quickly and not require much hand-holding, someone who can come in and do a job and actually work with their internal commercial people and not necessarily need a lot of supervision from the lawyers. And so some clients are different. Some clients only want me to, want me to deal with the in-house legal team, but most of my clients actually want me to deal with their in, internal commercial people. Like one client has offices all around the world, and I, on one project, I was the main one kind of coordinating their commercial people around the world on that project. And they said they want someone who can come in and do that. And again, you know, I kind of, I fall back on my in-house experience, having done that within an organization that helped, it's helped me to fulfill that role and clients can see that. And I think they want, they want someone who's cost-effective. They want someone who's flexible um, and they want someone, they want to know actually the expertise they're getting. So the one thing they know that they're getting me, um, whereas, in law firm, they may get you know a group of people. They may get um, associates, trainees, etc. When my clients come to me, they they actually they just want me, 
and so that's that they know that's, they know that that's what they're getting clients when they need um, a particular piece of work to be done with a certain objective they get to choose the individual in this case who they believe is the most qualified equipped to kind of help them achieve that objective and also with a certain knowledge of the organization as that this individual may have it just makes it a bit of a no brainer to say hey actually here's somebody that I could actually work very closely with because I've spoken to them I understand their background and experience versus working with uh, any other organization where you may just be given somebody without having the first conversation with them um and again you're right in the sense that building up that credibility and relationship in terms of understanding of the environment the client is in how do you how do you ensure you keep up with that stands the test of time they may work bring you on board for certain ad hoc projects you may work on it for as you said 6 months projects you may then not be involved in for another 2 months because it's a bit of a lull time in terms of any particular activity and then you they may bring you back on board again how do you ensure you keep up that general knowledge and understanding of that organization and that you've not lost anything in that period that you've not been involved I think it's um like this is a good question. It's um it's a matter of building those but maintaining building personal relationships and maintaining those relationships. Um and you know doing it with integrity. Like I'm I would not I you know I don't think I'm particularly I wouldn't say I'm good at networking or marketing. But what I am, you know, uh, what I am good at is building strong personal relationships. And so getting in touch with people a lot of my clients are based abroad so actually um Uh, and a number of them are based in Switzerland you know inevitably the sports industry is pretty big there and also I was there for a long time so actually you know uh, going out there and just catching up with people and just seeing how they are um seeing what's going on in their organization meeting new people who might have joined um but doing so in kind of an in a, an organic way that's not you know it's not the hard sell it's a matter of reminding them that I'm there if they need me and then you know when that need comes right that's so they'll say oh, yeah rajesh here you know and we can we can give him a call mm-hmm. or or in the case of new clients you know who are contacts of mine they'll remember that oh, rajesh is doing this he's not, he's doing his consultancy so maybe we can get him on board the one word i would say is doing it organically and the advantages is you can choose the work that you want to pick up uh, yeah i think so i mean it's um one of the major benefits of uh, going down the consultancy route has been the variety of work that i've done um as for you know for the first 6 years of my career in sports i was you know fully on world cup and other fifa competitions then i did some you know expanded a bit and did like the olympics and some other things but now like the variety of work i do you know and it's you know from different levels i still you know i do some work which is football at the highest level but i also do you know recently i've done sailing i've done gymnastics i've done swimming motorsport and it's all for me it's fascinating and has given me a much more rounded approach um and has broadened my knowledge base um and it's also just really interesting to see how different sports uh, approach things and how different players within the industry approach things a lot of the lawyers who actually work in this fashion even the mid level lawyers working in a similar fashion gives them the opportunity to kind of try out different industries try out different kind of organizations before they choose actually that's the path that i want to go down because i get the best working environment i i learn a lot more and actually i've got a personal interest in that particular area of the business and so it just gives them an additional benefit to run run this path for a few months maybe years before they make that concentrated move to the next permanent position they have so some people actually go back working in house after working in an independent fashion 
Uh, just next session, I wanted to cover the remote ways of working. Over the last two years, the pandemic has forced us to change the way that we work. We've all been working remotely using video at homes, often having toddlers and significant others as well in calls, which is all normal right now. And we've been able to manage it over the last two years. And I think a lot of organizations have actually done well in that environment. Now, coming out of the pandemic, how should working environments or legal service delivery be different? I benefited from working in an office environment very early in my careers. I worked very closely with my peers and my mentors, and I'm guessing you also had the similar development as part of your legal career. Is it necessary in this post-iteration of work environment to think about a five-day-a-week from a junior lawyer perspective in terms of their development? I think, um, like in a, in a the short answer to your question is, I don't think that's necessary. Um, I think the pandemic has shown us uh, it is possible to work in a different way. It's possible to be effective working from a working uh, home environment. Um, I mean, it's something that I've known since 2012 because I've been doing it for 10 years now. But also now clients are doing it as well. So you know, with my my video calls with clients now are no longer them in their office and me in my home. But it's you know they're in the them in the home as well. So it's shown that it's it works. Um, it may, uh, uh, for a junior lawyer, I think um, yes, I did benefit from uh, working with my peers, my you know more senior colleagues uh, initially in the law firm, and then in kind of the in-house environment at FIFA. But back then, you know, working from home was it wasn't really done. You know, people really didn't think about it. So that's that was the only option to me. Um, but I think it is possible to have a balance there where you can, you know, you don't have to be in the office five days a week. I would also say working from home five days a week as a junior, might, it might make it harder to develop your career. But I think you can have a mix there. You don't necessarily have to be in the office with those people five days a week in order to progress your career and pick up the knowledge and skills that you need. I think what it does, what it will need is for you as a junior to take more control of your career and your development uh, and be more responsible for yourself than, you know, uh, I was as a law firm trainee uh, and, you know, and people in the past have been because training programs are very, they're kind of set out for you and you can kind of just go along and do them, you know, whereas this requires, I think you to be more proactive about the knowledge that you want and go out and get that knowledge, whether it is uh, connecting with particular individuals or whether it is doing particular courses or, you know, uh, particular reading. So I think, you know, yes, it requires more responsibility for yourself, but also the, the benefit of that is it, it, you get, gain more control over your career at an earlier age. So I think, um, you know, I think it could, could be quite exciting for a junior lawyer in this environment to take advantage of that kind of hybrid working environment of being at home and being in the, in the office because it requires you to be more proactive and take more control of your career. It has taught us that we need to kind of adapt and change from what we have as opposed to going back to reverting to the default option. I truly think it's a bit unjustifiable to kind of a blanket approach to say, come back into the office five days a week. And you are very right in the sense that junior lawyers coming into the workforce right now are essentially trailblazing what that path needs to be going forward. And their proactiveness, the model that organizations need to bring in for their personal development and training and qualification should all be intertwined in 
in a way that it's more coherent and cohesive for coming out of it to be that well-rounded professional. Raj, it's been brilliant and fantastic to have you speak to us. Uh, and I hope we get the chance to have you come back and join us again at a later point. I'd love to, Baron. Thank you for having me. It's been, uh, it's been really good. Excellent. Thank you.